I don't pay that. I fuck that bitch with a latex. I did a drill with a face man. I wash my hand with the Ajax. I don't pay that. I don't pay that. I don't pay that. I don't pay that. Hold on, hold on. Lay down. I like that girl from the waist down. I don't think that we should waste time. I heard it was good through the grapevine. Yo, yo, yo. We're back again. Couple days late. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool, man. We here. Yeah, we ain't neglecting you. Nah, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Just J Five, Josh P's here. Black Print episode three, three, third three. One? Episode third one? three. Yeah, Josh P's, aka Pompous P. It's my nickname for the day. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm rolling with. All right, so we are, uh, of course, you know, it's third episode in. It's a, little, a couple days late. We, we get busy sometimes. It's completely fine. I get busy all the time. <laughs> I just need y'all to know <laughs> I'm busy all the time. But I make time for y'all, man. Especially the people. Who, um, you know, really tune in and, and, and give us that good feedback. For sure, for sure. So, um, of course, we want to thank everybody for listening to the last episode. That was our NFT episode. I was worried because I don't know the temperature of how many people fuck with these things or not, but I'm glad to see a lot of people were on my side. Yeah, no, it's funny. <laughs> I, like I said during that conversation, um, that's a conversation that needs to be had. Like, you know, there's people on both sides and they're skeptic. It's skepticism. 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 See, hey, I'm terrible with the the pronunciation. Yeah, whoop me. (laughs) Whooping my feet. But um, no, it's it's a conversation that really needs to be had, and I'm glad we had it here. And I look forward to furthering the conversation off and online, um, you know, in the metaverse, in in real life. (laughs) Yeah, and and extra shout out to uh, Modi, who we got to have back on the show. He was was great. Absolutely, we'll have Modi back on the show. (laughs) You know, we're still in deep negotiations on this big deal that we're going to announce soon. Listen, man, this big deal, this is my first big deal. This is his first big deal, folks, and he's showing it in the negotiations. This is, this is my first big deal. I'm ready for that part, but I'm, I'm like, you know, like, one thing I, I got to learn about is in, in stuff like media, entertainment, like, shit like this takes time. Oh, absolutely. And, and I want you guys to, like, know that, like, it's really going to be super exciting. We can't say shit about it because it's attached to, like, another big deal, but, like, it's, it's going to be huge, and, and I'm super excited about it. But, you know, of course, we're going to still hit you guys with new content every other week on this free version of uh the black print we got another version coming out of course we have our patreon coming up josh is super excited about this i'm so excited ever since we started this back up he was like i want to i want to do patreon i want to talk to people directly you you know why i'm excited about this because patreon for me is like the male only fans (laughs) (laughs) you know i just want to let my inner home loose (laughs) So you know, I do not condone that. I'm just saying, man. Like, I, I, I absolutely feel like that, and you know, I just want to give y'all some, you know, exclusive content. I want to show a nipple. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I couldn't even refer. This is a funny OnlyFans story. My homegirl posted the OnlyFans link one day, and I'm like, "Girl, what are you doing?" So is and, it? That's the funny part about it. Like, if you have friends that have uh, OnlyFans, do you support? I did not support. I do not support. <laughs> I asked her what she's doing. She said, just teasing. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, so, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm looking forward to our version of OnlyFans Patreon. We're going to have some very special things for you subscribers. And, um, yeah, excited. Let's let's walk them through. So, right now, tentatively, not even tentatively, it's going to happen. Tuesday the 15th. So, that's going to be an off week for us on the free version. But it's going to be an on Day for the Patreon. That's when it's going to launch. We're actually recording that 
very soon, like literally right after this. And um, so that's going to be available for anyone. You know, if you put in five dollars, you get shout outs, of course, as, mm-hmm. as you always get with Patreon and you get extra shows like the one that we're going to be starting to do. And we're going to be doing extra shows all the time. So it's not going to be like we're, we're not going to dry up on stuff like we're, we're going to have extra content coming at you guys all the time um, for the for the next tier, the ten dollar tier. We're actually going to have extra shows with video. So me and Josh are going to like. Yeah, you're going to see these Finagle. Fish. We're going to... I don't gonna, know how we're going to do this video we're shit. We're going to figure it out, but you're going to see me. I'm right now, I got a, I got a code for them. I feel like I'm in 2008 or 2004 <laughs> right now. 2004. I got. I literally have one from 2003 Air Forces. I literally had these in sixth grade. Okay. I went to John Bros Middle School. Uh, khaki uh, Carhartt car, uh, cargoes on. And then I got a green top on. So this is literally my um, JB class of 2004 uh, outfit, uniform. Shout out to uh, Aaron Pepper and Crucci Tran. That's the that's the <laughs> hardest part about doing video. You really got to put that shit on. Like I look at like the Joe Budden podcast. I'm like, I know this nigga got to have like a whole week of fits because he records so much. Yeah, I mean, how many Mary hats can you own? <laughs> <laughs> Man. But yeah, nah, I'm a. I put this shit on every day. I'll be wearing just chill fits, and niggas be like, "Damn!" So you about to see it, man. Uh, so that's a ten dollar tier, but we also have something added to that ten dollar tier. Q and A's, and we're gonna we're gonna give you guys a little bit of a preview of Q and A's on this episode because we asked some people last week to you know give us some topics and give us some questions or something that you want to know about on the show, and we're gonna answer them. So we'll have that available to you um, every week on on our Patreon. Uh, and then on the twenty dollar tier, we get extra shows, you get the shout outs, you get the video, you get the Q and A. This is the exciting part. Yeah, you get the ain't shit funny ASF. Kind of just like the vault. Like yeah, I'm going to open up the vault. I'm going to go through some classics. Everything but the Prince jersey. I'm not bringing that back. <laughs> I'm, not ready. I'm not ready to get sued before the big deal. <laughs> but um, yeah, some of my classic t-shirts and designs I'm going to bring back for a very uh, selective few of our Patreon uh, subscribers. Yeah, and, and that's just to show our love to you. Of course, we're not, you know, we're not turning this money over and... Yeah, buying yeah. drugs with it I am But I'm giving I'm giving a piece of it Back to you guys And, and I'm let you know I do have classics Like check the all gone book Yeah I'm in there a few times Yeah <laughs> So So yeah I'm bringing that back for y'all Come on now And the $30 to B N D Tier That's mm-hmm. what I'm calling it $30 mm-hmm. You get everything above that The ASF something And you get a Zoom call in The boss nigga Zoom call in for our listeners, where you can come in and talk to us on the show. Yeah, you could you could be on the show. You yeah. can be our third uh, our third chair, man. Our third leg. Our third leg. <laughs> <laughs> Josh is so crazy today. I'm saying, man. Like I'm ready. To, you know, I'm ready to talk to the people, man. I really appreciate the support. Y'all really keep me doing this because every time we drop an episode and people give us you know feedback and yeah. comments, that really motivates me to just come back into the booth and drop hot fire. So and, and listen. It took me you and and people don't know it took me so long to get Josh to do this on a consistent level. <laughs> so I'm I'm in I'm in a dream right now. This is this is beautiful. Like I love you know all the support. I mean Josh texts me every single week. This person listen, I can't believe it. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, this is what happens when, when you do this shit. I can't believe my friends listen to this, man. <laughs> Y'all don't get enough craziness in the group chat. <laughs> oh, and then look, so I got something super special. If you subscribe to a thirty dollar tier. I will invite you into the world of peas. Oh God! I will follow you on Instagram and let you be in my close friends, and you know that's where it goes down. Listen, man. as a as a close friend recipient, constant comedy. <laughs> it's comedy, bro. I'm telling you, like I really, I you know, I just be giving y'all a piece of me, man. You know, some some good memes, 
some workout content, you know, for my people getting in shape. <laughs> some things in there. So you, you definitely want to subscribe. You definitely want to subscribe. What's important to me and what I think is really dope about this idea that we're doing here is that we're talking directly. A lot of the stuff that we have on these tiers is us talking directly, showing you, you know, our conversation, showing us, you know, talking to people, Q&A, video calls, all of that stuff. Like, it's really giving it right back to you guys. And I think that, to me, is, like, the most beautiful part of this Patreon. Like, is that it's really all about you guys. And yeah. as we go on with it, as we come up with new ideas and, and you know, we, we come up with new concepts, we're going to give that to the Patreon first. So February 15th, Death of Valentine's Day, you know, save that. Save, like, save five, ten bucks. From, yeah. from your shorty Don't don't you know Get the flowers But don't get the chocolate Exactly <laughs> Or you could ask her To just subscribe for you For Valentine's Day That's actually a fire idea That's what a player would do That, that, <laughs> that is That is P Okay that, that is fucking P So um, Black print uh, Patreon 15th I got the Instagram It's already It's already ready I still don't know What to post to it yet That's the hardest part About having a brand Instagram Is that I don't I like I work on On a brand but that's already kind of there yeah. <laughs> when I start. <laughs> no, we're going we to start telling the story. Like, I want to really give people inside look. Like the one, And that's why I'm so excited about the Patreon and everything we're doing. Because, like, I want this to be an interactive podcast. Yeah. And I don't even know if that's a thing, but it's about to be a thing now. Yeah. I'm pointing that. <laughs> the Black Print, the first interactive podcast. Like, I really, you know, I want the listeners to be able to, you know, give their opinion and, and talk back to us, man. I think that's what makes, you know, this, this medium so unique. Absolutely, and uh, so yeah, we're we are we're here, and I'm and I'm ready. So, um, let's get into some straight. We don't have a name for like the straight thoughts segment. Yeah, I, I, it's funny. I thought I came up with a name for it over the weekend, and I definitely didn't jot that down. So, straight thoughts, straight thoughts, straight shots. This is a sneak. This is like a this is like a real. Well, I want to ask you what you're watching because I feel like that was the most interesting thing oh, that people wanted to know man. last episode. Let me was tell you <laughs> what I'm watching. This is like I really. This is a real social experiment. I need to actually do some content around this. You might you might get a YouTube channel from me soon. You know, I'm just feeling very like I want to give y'all my all. But um, so Euphoria season two drops. Everybody's talking about it. I I'm, talk about it every week. Oh yeah, on overly medicated. Literally has a whole <laughs> podcast about it. And me, Josh Pease, I've never seen Euphoria. Yeah. I watch. Actually, I have. I take that back. I saw the, the first, first episode. I saw the first two episodes. Yeah. two and a half maybe. And I was like, man, this is just too much teen angst for me. Like, <laughs> this ain't like it. Just felt too like a little juvenile in a sense. But like also yeah. like, damn, like I, I went to high school over ten years ago. Like I don't need to relive those experiences. <laughs> also like, are those high school experiences? Those felt like more college experiences. But whatever. Hey, I, I could say. As someone who watches this shit all the time, it's I would say that it's still very juvenile, like you said. It's not really that much more college. Like I feel like the sex aspect is probably what people kind of hang on to. Yeah. The drug aspect of the show is only really one person doing drugs on the show. Two now, but so two now, so yeah. Let me let me break down my social experiment. So I only watched three episodes, two and a half of the first season, and then I just jumped into season two. Just blind. Just episode one, season two, episode one. You were wildin', bro. Bro, crazy part is, it was not hard to catch up and figure out what was going on. <laughs> so yeah, um, that actually might be more of an indictment of the writing. I was about than to I, say. Than I, than I'm thinking right Shout now. Shout out to my guy Sam, You're keeping it real easy for the folks. And you, you all money in Sam. You writing, producing, and directing. Like nigga, you're not spreading the bag out at all. That that might and listen. If you listen to the last episode or you saw the last episode of the show. I know a lot of people loved it. I think that that is definitely a problem on the show. No, nah, you know what? I ain't going to front. Like, it's, I'm not one of these. I'm not a super TV critic. Like, I watch TV to look at it and enjoy it. Yeah. But I will say, I feel like that last episode is, like, 
Emmy award winning. Like, I feel like that's one of those episodes that people are going to come back to and be like, oh, Zendaya gave a great performance. But that's like, one part of that show, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. for episode five, and I feel like I'm, I'm retreading it. I don't want to get too deep into it, too, because I've been talking about it all week. But it's like, they gave us a storyline, right, with people that we don't like. Yeah. And they made us care about it for yeah. four weeks. <clears throat> then in episode five, they say, you know what, fuck that. I'm going to end it right now. Just... In service of this one character, I think Zendaya did a great job. No doubt about it. Yeah. No doubt about it. She'll definitely be nominated without without a doubt. But no one's talking about the other forty five minutes of that show. Oh, I don't. I don't even know what happened besides exactly. her running around the city like Frogger. Exactly. <laughs> like you remember that first fifteen when she's cussing out her mom, gets yeah. slapped. Gia's crying. She's wilding out. All that niggas remember that. That's completely fine. Everything else is is in one ear out the other because it's like. It's like so cartoonish. Well, I think I mean I think he 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 was trying to tell Zendaya's story, but also like plant seeds for other people's stories. So we're definitely gonna see what happened with um Alexia's character and her best friend and the guy she's dating. I don't see that's the that's the problem about watching shows starting yeah. at the second second season. <laughs> I don't really know these motherfuckers. That's names. what I'm that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. But it's also it's stories that we cared about and we was invested in. Yeah. And some of those people got moved to the to the back burner. Yeah, I mean they're not as cool. They, like, see, more, that's more, what I'm more, I'm I was just saying more Zendaya and more Alexia. They they lead and carry in the show. Actually, I, I had mentioned no, I didn't say the story, but I mentioned the story that you have on one of the stars of the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to say that for a Patreon. I don't want to say it here. absolutely going to be a Patreon uh, story, and I cannot wait to tell that story. <laughs> so if you, if you, oh, you know, man. $5 down, you get you get an extra episodes, and, and I'll ask, jo- I'll remember to ask Josh about yes. the story about someone who, I'm not going to say who. Yeah, we're not going to say who on this <laughs> is, episode. It's starring in... Uh, Euphoria, but I'm glad you're watching that, bro. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you, you're you're expanding yourself. You know what I want you to watch? What? <clears throat> and it's on Showtime. It might be a little bit too out there for you, but I feel like you would fuck with it. I feel like somebody in your circle has seen it too. What show? Yellow Jackets. Oh, you know what? Someone <laughs> brought that up in one of my group chats. I haven't watched it yet. Um, you know why I haven't watched it? <laughs> why? Because I was listening to the Joe Budden podcast, and they was kind of shitting on it. They were talking about, like, was this some mushroom shit going on in there? <laughs> it, they, they, they didn't really spoil it. I heard that specific episode yeah. or not the episode but i heard that that segment yeah. they have no clue what they're talking about like they i mean they usually don't so yeah, exactly. i'm gonna check it out but it's just funny to like you know hear people's commentary and that kind of stare me away from it i think i'll get to it eventually i haven't been watching a ton of tv like ozark is one of my favorite shows um i've only watched like three episodes of the new season i'm kind of busy I, man I've i still need you of... to get on the abbott elementary bro oh you know what i tried to watch an episode of that it's cool it's some abc shit so i'm just like <laughs> but it was cool though i, I like the um the, the the old teacher, the black lady. Oh, uh, she was um, she was in the Parenthood, wasn't she? Yeah, one of them shows. She kind of reminded me of, like my therapist and just older black woman in my life. Hey <laughs> man, get therapy. That's the real B and D. Come on now. Okay, this week's a big week for many reasons. This oh, is man. actually a crazy week for yeah, LA, this is, man. <clears throat> especially for LA. Anwar, we had him on the show a month ago. Mm-hmm. New Crocs is out. Bruh. Soil. They come. Hey. They drop literally. When you listen to this on the tenth. They come out on Friday, the eleventh. Yeah. So get your get your uh, your cards ready. Log on. Be in line. You about to get the soil Crocs. I'm super excited. You already got them. Yeah, I got them. I've been I've been had them honestly. I I didn't really want to flex on niggas because like honestly, you know why I didn't want to flex on niggas. I had them for a couple weeks now. But anytime I post anything, niggas be like, "Yo, can you can you hook me up with the Crocs?" I'm like, "Bro, I am not like." 
You know, this is a limited, scarce thing. And honestly, <laughs> me having this conversation right now with, with you guys makes me think about just like how I be at, like wanting Ask shit other people, and yeah. I don't get shit. So I'm sorry to the people, but yeah, man, these Crocs, they're not, they're, they're limited, but you'll have your chance. Just participate. I feel like there's a bunch of opportunities this time to get them too. Yeah, I mean, no, nah, he, he definitely <laughs> took heed to the last drop and he's making it super available for everybody. Yeah. Um, man, shout out to shout out to Anwar, bro. Guy's a genius. This rollout's been amazing. First, uh, first Crocs apparel. Yes, in first, a collab. first Crocs apparel ever. Ever. Niggas, yeah. no one has ever done apparel with Crocs. Shout out to Anwar. That's black history. I don't know yeah. what Kanye talking about this black future shit. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this, is this is definitely fucking historic. I mean, and and not to mention that the clothes look fire. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can't wear them unless I'm wearing the Crocs, though. Nah. That's the only issue. <laughs> so you want to know it's crazy? When I was in SF over the weekend, I seen somebody in the full orange sweatsuit with a no pair way. of fucking uh, Jordan 11s on. <laughs> the, like, the cool grays? Yeah, nah, the black and white ones. Oh, okay. The, the tuxedo joints. <laughs> That's actually not bad. That's nah, not bad. He, he put that shit on, little white guy, waiting for it. It's funny. He was um he was at uh, this like, museum I was at just waiting in line. So shout out to him. Uh, I was like, yo, Crocs sweatsuit. Nice. You yeah, know. I always, yeah. Every time I see somebody out in carrots, I'm just like, I got to give them a little fist bump and let but, them know I see them. But, but Anwar actually opened up a Discord this week, too, yep. with the ability to, I don't know how you're going to, that Discord, I swear to God, I have like a lot of Discord channels. That shit moves like 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Anwar, I, had to, I had to mute it. No, nah, you don't understand. <laughs> I had a whole Discord conversation with him. I'm like, you should get some moderators in there. Yeah. He was like, fuck that. I ain't got no moderators. I'm the moderator. <laughs> bro, <laughs> this thing was so against moderators. Like, we had a 30-minute back and forth on that. Bro, I'm going to tell you right now, Anwar, I don't know if you're listening. Get some moderators, bro. They're the ones that can set up some of, like, you know, roles for people and stuff uh, like that. Like, it's, it's a lot deeper on the back end. It's all Pause than, than, than you think. All him. That's why people understand, like, when they buy carrots, you're really supporting a black business because this is all him. All the time. So, yeah. Yeah. And man, so back to what I was saying, like, shout out to the rollout. First uh, clothing on the Crocs side. Mm-hmm. Um, the first commercials he put out mm-hmm. with Crocs featured Desto Dub and my boy G put. Like, you got to understand, like, he put two trappers yeah. in the Crocs collab. Yeah. Like, wearing the whole fit. Yeah. yeah. Wearing the whole fit. And just the shit they talking about, it's like, it just translates to everything. It's like really about being from the soil yeah. and really, you know. You know, getting out the mud. I think that's a story of of Carrots the brand, and that's a story of a lot of uh, you know entrepreneurs out there. It's a story of this podcast. Yeah, so I'm I'm glad he's telling that story in that way. And you know, just today he just dropped uh, the Alex Moss gibbets. Yeah, iced out. You know, Diamond Boys out here. So it's just I don't know. I love this rollout. I love seeing it come to life. I'm excited, man. Hey, man, I said it. It's the only Crocs I'll co-sign. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a croc nigga. Oh, uh, no, I'm a croc nigga. So <laughs> if crocs, if y'all listening. So the, wait, the orange ones are coming back out too, though. Oh yeah, he re-releasing the orange <laughs> joints, putting out the brown joints, uh, new gibbets, clothing. Yeah, it's a whole little thing. And, oh, and kids and baby sizes yeah. too. So yeah, we got that. the whole family. We taking care of everybody. I gotta I gotta see if I can make my way out the bird nest, man. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get my I gotta get my pair. Secondly, and this is a heartbreaking one. I don't know if you're ready to talk about this yet, Josh. Let's do it. Union dunks. Hey man. It's, <laughs> It's funny. It's not. It's not that heartbreaking for me because I'm not a dunk guy. So whenever I get dunks, I'm just like, okay, I like these, but like, I'm not gonna wear them as often as I like Air Force Ones all the time, every day. But um, but man, you know what's funny about this? So I went to Union on Friday. Yeah. Just you know, making my rounds, doing some shopping. Shout out Union. Shout out Union. I love Union. One of my favorite stores. I used to shop there when y'all had the uh, shirts folded like records. So I went to Union. 
uh, cops and combs, I guess, on uh, Cologne. Uh, uh, what's it called? Rouge? That shit fire. That's what it's called. Um, <laughs> hey, this is a boss nigga discount, <laughs> but no discount. But <laughs> so look, let me tell this story. So I'm in there. I see the homie Chris from Divinities. Uh, I see my boy Taj. We chopping it up. He's like, oh, yeah, y'all know the... Uh, they telling me, they're like, you know the Ducks yeah. are coming out soon. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I've been seeing those. And I actually, just that day, saw how you could kind of um, customize them mm -hmm. with the... Um, you could cut the... Yeah, you could cut away some yeah. of the panels. I love that concept. I've always been a fan of customization. And that concept in particular reminds me of the Jeff McFeckridge Vandals that came out in, like, 2003. Yeah. I'm a real nostalgia guy. So I'm like, that kind of sold me on the shoe. That yeah. made me want to get it. So I'm talking to them. And they're like, oh, yeah, no problem, bro. We're going to take care of you. We got you. Like, just... <laughs> Uh, um, they're like, yeah, we're going to email you the code, friends and family link. I'm like, oh, for sure. Like, I'm like, since y'all about to take care of me, let me just buy this cologne. I literally, <laughs> I literally bought the cologne from there just because of that. But that's how I felt like. That's how I felt like back in the day when I would go to skate shops out in Virginia. And I would be like, yo, y'all getting these dunks in. And I'd be like, you know what? Just to, just because you point me down, I'll buy a shirt. I'll buy, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Bro. Just some shoes that I would normally not even get. Literally my intention. <laughs> I have so much cologne, bro. I don't need another one. <laughs> so... But this one smells good. I'm wearing it now. Yeah. Anyway, I bought a cologne. They tell me they're going to take care of me. We chop it up about the Jeff McFedridge shit. Yeah. You know, we talk back. They're like, oh, yeah, they got a purple color coming out soon. I'm like, oh, I didn't know. Great conversation. Great time. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I leave. Go on about my rounds. Go to Undefeated. <laughs> go to Stussy. I do my thing. Yeah. So the next morning or like two days later, they send me, um, he sends me like a, a photo of like, three tickets with like some random numbers and like the union uh website like on there i'm just like i'm like oh yeah i'm like damn three you sent me three pairs like i can, <laughs> I can, I can I, i'm gonna have a pair to rock i'm gonna have a pair to customize and i'm gonna have a pair to just give to a friend or whatever i want to do I'm you, like, was like, bro, you was like you was up you was like up like yo bro, this is crazy i thought i had three pairs i'm like yo what the fuck so i'm like let me confirm this real quick so i hit my boy i'm like yo like it's three like damn thank you like he's like He's like, no, nah, that's actually three raffle tickets. Yeah. I'm like, you just gave me three raffle tickets? And then the the, the, the rules for the raffle is you can only uh, you can only have one ticket per email. So I got to oh, get three emails. I'm like, why would you give me three tickets? I don't. I was so confused. <laughs> and then I just thought back. I'm like, damn, so there's no friends and family link. You just gave me three raffle tickets. Like, you think I'm going to open up three different union accounts? And it was a picture. Yeah, it was a picture. <laughs> I was just like, it just was confusing to me, bro. I'm like, man, what happened to the days of... of of saying you got me and you got me. <laughs> no, you know, honestly, though. <laughs> you, yo, that's real. Yo, I was really confused. It wasn't even that I was mad. I was confused at the process. <laughs> so I wasn't even tripping because I'm like, man, shout out to the Union family. I really want these twos that come out. So I'll save my favor for that. Yeah. I, but um, the but twos it, are crazy. The twos are crazy. And, soon too. and I'm a two guy. Everybody knows Jordan twos and Air Force ones is my thing. So I was just confused at the process. Not mad. I did go on Instagram and see uh, one of my good friends, Chef Gio of Goldberger. Yeah. He had his pair early. He rocked them at the, at the burger spot. I'm so tired of this shit, man. I, I'm tired <laughs> of it. I'm also excited that they're gifting good people. Okay. But, that's fair. But, you know, I'm a good person. I'm tired. <laughs> but, well, I, I was, I had my own shit. So, we're, we're both cool with uh, our good friend, Richard. You know, pictures in the mail on Instagram. Great guy. Amazing guy. Took us to a soccer game last year. First soccer game. Loved it. One of the, one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. I, he hit me up. He was, or I hit him up on Instagram. I'm like, oh, man, it's just looking nice because he had them on. He was, like, oh. he was like, oh, you want them? I was like, yeah, yeah, I want them. He was like, give me an email. I was like, cool. I sent him my email. 
the first fucking thing I did, and, I, and to, not a thing, but I should have unsent it. You know, on Instagram you can unsend oh, it. Oh yeah. I sent. I, I had a typo, so it was Justin Divs or so like some fucked up shit yeah. on the email, and I said, no, 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 wait, this is the real email. So I'm like, all right, cool. This was a week ago. I'm like, cool. I'm seeing people get their pairs. I'm like, I should have got the. FNF link by now But I'm like You know what It's cool Maybe they got like A second batch Coming <laughs> So he he was like You know He's a jet setter You know what I'm saying Let me get one He's a jet setter And I saw him He had his pair on I said damn man Them shits look good on, on foot He's like Oh you didn't get your pair That's the most hurtful thing You could ever Be asked Is oh you didn't get yours Cause that means that You were supposed to get it Four or five days ago And you did not get that shit at all That's exactly what it means <laughs> So he, I said No I thought that it was just you know, you got to play core. You don't want to be like, what the fuck? Like, you want to be like, nah, I just thought, you know, I thought I was, you know, I, I thought, thought it was in the mail. What's yeah, up? I thought it was in the mail. He was, like, oh, let, he was like, oh, wait, let me check. Two seconds later. Oh, man, I put the wrong email. And I said, I said, I fucking should have unsent the fucking first message. You know, when you went like the because the unsent on, on IG is like some some freak man shit. Like unsend on IG oh, yeah. is like a weird thing to do. I'll be using it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't but like like unsend is like. Cause they can see you unsend it, Bro, and it's like, better, what the fuck was you sending me? You better reply to my DM in a timely manner. <laughs> <laughs> that shit will disappear. It's like a bomb. <laughs> it's like Snapchat or Instagram. So he sent the wrong. He's like, oh man, I'm so sorry. Like you know, my bad. I'm like, nah, it's cool. And I was like, cause I like you know when you want something really bad, just like with the three raffle tickets. He was like, yo, I got. You could visualize it in your closet. Bro, I visualize it in my fucking closet, and it was. It's not there. They're yeah. gone. They're gone. So shout out to everybody who gets these uh, union dunks. I believe they come out. Uh, they, should, they should be getting answers right now on the, on the raffle. So uh, yeah, maybe I won the raffle. I did enter one. I'm not even going to cap y'all down. <laughs> I have a union account, so I'm like, fuck it. I might as well enter one of these tickets. Union got the best emails to me. The best, like when when they send you like the the updates and stuff like that. It feels like someone's actually writing them to you. Yeah, that's that's, that's what I appreciate about the union email. So Good shout out to them. Service. Shout out to Richard. Shout out to Chris. Shout out to Union. Uh, hopefully, uh, maybe next time. Right. We'll see Maybe next time But I'm tired of this shit Like I said last episode I'm so tired of this shit Alright Lastly Josh It's been two weeks Yes sir A lot of shit's happened I know mm-hmm. you're happy Come on man Sunday's a big day You know Super Bowl We marching Funniest shit I heard That you said Was that you watched the game alone In your in your apartment Cause you didn't want nobody else's energy oh, around you Oh yeah bro That's real I, I, Y'all don't even understand I've been wearing the same fit On, on game day Sundays For like <laughs> Four weeks now, five weeks now. Like <laughs> since that last game when we lost against SF, I've been wearing um, some desert camo pants, yeah, uh, blue carrots hoodie, yeah, and then my white Jalen Ramsey jersey <laughs> over it. And like literally, I have not taken this outfit off. And um, yeah, I'm gonna wear it this Sunday, marching into the uh, victory formation Super Bowl at so home. Are you at home? You're at home. Yes, we're okay. at home. I'm. I don't know. I don't know if I'm watching at home this time, just because like I just. I'm so confident in this win. I might watch it with some people and just get, uh, you know, blizzard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Drink a little something. Uh, but, yeah, no, nah, man, it's like I'm, I've been on cloud nine, man. I can't believe. Like, I just, I seen it coming. I yeah. seen it coming this season. <laughs> Niggas don't even understand. Like, I was so confident coming into the season. And things was a little shaky in the beginning. And even when we got OBJ, people was like, oh, y'all, y'all ain't going to do nothing. And I'm like, bro, yeah. this is it. This is the season. Like, yeah. Fuck them picks. Shout out, shout out to the GM. Shout out to fucking Coach McVay. We turning up, bro. I'm excited. So, crazy time in LA because we got an NBA championship 2020. Mm-hmm. We got an MLB championship 2020. 2021 was kind of weird. If we get a Super Bowl, 
That's a crazy two years in the city. Yeah, how how mean, long has it been? Has it ever been? Uh, I don't know, man. I, man, I'm from LA. We always been winning. So <laughs> this shit ain't really that new to me. I, it's say it might be new to y'all, but it ain't new to me. But I don't, I'm just excited because like I've really been a Rams fan since they came to the city. I've really been there since the Coliseum. Yeah. And you know, like I just I'm not one of these fake Fairweather fans. Like once LA said they had a football team, I was all in and like. I'm just, it's dope to see the process, you yeah. know? And I was talking to one of the homies from St. Louis. He was like, no, nah, man, that, you know, you got to give thanks to St. Louis. We, we set y'all up. Just, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like, y'all did. Y'all gave us a team. Y'all set us up with some good draft picks. But, man, like, bruh, like, we here now. And yeah. Like, this this feels really good. So, I'm excited. You think, you think we get a parade? If, if I feel like they would definitely get an NFL better parade. Get a parade. <clears throat> we still haven't got the Laker one yet. Well, that, we ain't getting that now. <laughs> that shit is over with. We definitely going to get a parade. Yeah. But, man, I want to say, man, like, uh, bruh, shout out to Von Miller, shout out to OBJ, yep. shout out to Jalen Ramsey, but focus, fellas, like, <laughs> let's let's party after the game. Like, I've been I've been getting a few flyers for some bowling <laughs> events and some, some house parties, and yeah, I want to party with y'all, but after the win, bruh, like, come on, man, like, and I'm not, I had a little tweet that kind of went viral, because I was just like, bruh, like, I, I just, I really want my niggas to focus up, <laughs> like, it really means a lot to me, fellas, <laughs> and I know y'all been out, and like, I, I, I'm not gonna say no names, but I've been yeah, I'm hearing, not gonna snitch, I've been hearing niggas are standing on top of bars, down in whole <laughs> bottles of champagne, and I just don't get it, like, I don't understand, so. Oh my god, no, I mean, it looks good. I, I think I looked at the the betting odds. Looks good. It looks Come like on, it's man. In our we, we're playing the, the Cincinnati Bengals, bro. I don't even know how they got this far, but <laughs> that O line is about to get crushed. AD is about to squash Burrow. So yeah, I, I'm I'm super confident in the game, but I don't need my guys gassed and winded in the first half. So like, come they on. Can, I, need, I mean, they could party Thursday. No, I Take, see. That's the thing. It's a party <laughs> on Thursday, and I'm like. Do I call in the bomb threat and get this shit shut down? Like, I've been thinking about it. I'm like, yo, do I make this call and shut this party down? <laughs> Don't call in a bomb threat. Hey. Don't trace your fucking phone. <laughs> Regardless, they got cell towers, brother. They'll I'm chase use a that pay shit. phone, bro. <laughs> I got this all planned Nigga, out. You have to go all. I don't even know where there could be a pay phone at. Oh, man. I know. I got this. I have this planned out. This is not a game or joke. Listen, man. I've been talking to promoters in the city. Putting in threats. <laughs> I know I'm not. You know I'm not an NFL nigga. I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not a football, foosball nigga. But I'm all for the Super Bowl win. I'm with it. I'm oh, all yeah. in. No, it's going. It's going to be a good Sunday, man. I'm really confident. I still have my Super Bowl ticket, so you know, if somebody want me to, you know, <laughs> go live from some from the Super Bowl <laughs> on their IG account, Nike. Or, or, or whoever, Microsoft, Union, Union, somebody. What's up? We we here. Come, Come on. on. Come on, man. Uh. So what we want to talk about, and, and the thing is, is that the, the calling, the guest for, for this episode is just so, he's so funny. Hilarious. He's so funny. And I feel like, I, I don't know what we're going to get. I'm going to try and call him. Yeah, let's just cold call him, man. I'm going to cold call him because it, the, his tweet actually kind of sparked the inspiration for today's uh, topic, which is. Being black in the workplace, yeah. and, and AKA J Five getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> it should be a segment in itself of how many times I've been fired. But we're gonna start it off today. Maybe you'll get all the stories, you know, as we go through this podcast. Let's start it here because I don't need—I don't even know he like even remembered this shit or even thinks about this shit. But he seemingly thinks it's funny. So let's call him. I don't even know where he is. I think he's—I think he's in SF. 
probably called. Oh my god. What the fuck? What the fuck, man? What? Falarin, what's up, bud? What's up, man? We just getting some food real quick. I'm, I'm glad you picked up. <laughs> nah, nah, something going on. What the fuck's going on here? Oh man, you live on air. Black print. <laughs> I knew it. I already knew what he was doing. Yeah, dude. I'm not even supposed to be on the phone like that. Hey man. Hey, what well, we got? We had to we had to call you in for just just real quick. I got to bring up that tweet you had last week where you where you brought up when I got fired for going to Raw with you. <laughs> that, that, man, did it happen for a reason though? So you want to go? You better better off now. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I I just think that it was hilarious. Just I, and we're gonna tell the whole story about it. So like, definitely you got to listen to to you know our side of the story. But what made you think about that? What the? What I was thinking about something. Oh, I think it was the LeBron, the LeBron uh, gift when he had the little flip phone, and he just was like, I was like, that's how I felt when you was over there, and I was like, yo, this nigga about to lose his job. But we made we we've been making history with the, with the fans since though. So whatever, it's all good. Absolutely, absolutely. Where, where are you? Where are you at, man? We in Seattle, hella headed to uh, Oakland. Oh, yeah. I'm about to stop. I'm gonna stop by Nike. Real quick. I'm gonna go to. Um, I'm gonna stop by Portland real quick and then be in Oakland. Can you grab? Can you grab me and Josh the Union Dunks and we'll get them for you next week? Yeah, man. Union Dunks. You know, it's the, it's like the outlet joint though, for real. It's like the employee joint. Oh, you going to the employee store? Okay. They might have them there. They be having the. They be having the. Nah, they be having the joints in there now. Yep. Hopefully they let me on campus, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, he'll let you. I mean, shut, shut I, I, up, I made a song called. I've been wearing a new. I've been. I made a song called New Balance. So. Oh come on, bro! <laughs> so you gonna be here? You gonna be here next week? I'm I'm pulling up on you next week when you when you are here, bro. I, I'm, I'm gonna see y'all there, man. All right, man. Thank you so much, go, brother. Go, go Rams, man. Yeah, you hear that? All right, <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right bro. All right, brother. Thank right. you. That that was Wale. I, listen, this is the first time he's ever picked up for anything podcast related. So you know he really had to love that tweet. Yeah, <laughs> for hey, him to do that. That shit was hilarious. I remember <clears throat> being in the office when all this was going down. So I'm in the office. Hold on, let's 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 go all the way back, yeah, okay? Because yeah. I don't think I've told the story just in full. So, me and Josh used to work at a agency, <clears throat> and it was actually really awesome because I was working at the hundreds at the time. I was looking to kind of move move up and out, and Josh was, you know, he was like, "Yo, we got a, we got a position open. You can come work with me." And I thought it was a really cool opportunity to not only work with Josh, but because I think we we were we knew each other, but we were not like super close at that point. And I think working there got us got us there, and. Um, so we were, we were working there. I was like a coordinator. Josh worked with, with the boss there. And, and you know, I, I'd been there for a couple months. I think we were walking to lunch one day and I was just like, yo, how come, and this is before me and Wale even got close even, but he was, I was just like, yo, how come no one ever like has Wale and like any type of brand deals? And we were just trying to figure it out. We were walking back from, I think we went to Whole Foods. We always used to go to Whole Foods to get lunch. Yep. And, um, as soon as we, I said that, he was just like, I don't really know. He was like, I don't know. Like it's, it's just, it might be complicated. A car drives past, <laughs> playing no hands. I swear to God, it was, yeah, it was the craziest <laughs> thing in the world. A car drives by, playing no hands, really loud. And I looked at Josh and I said, "Yo, we got to make this happen." So I DM Wale and I said, <clears throat> "I said, yo, like I was talking to my because like Wale would like he would DM me talking about wrestling. And we would always talk about wrestling. Not nothing really like. And this has been going on for a while because like me and Wale kind of had friends in the same kind of interest group. Like we knew Kaz and we knew Emilio. And we knew a lot of people." And Josh obviously had met Wally before through his own travel. So it, it, it was just a, it was a no brainer at that point. So I was like, yo, like me and my me and my boy, Josh, you know, you know, he's like, you know, we want to kind of introduce some ideas to you because we want to we want to help you out. We want to work with you. He's like, all right, cool. Let, let's do it. So it was BT weekend, I think. But it just so happens that the agency we worked at also had BT weekend stuff. Yeah. 
Big BET weekend <laughs> shit. <laughs> so I want to say the Friday before we were supposed to present Wale, we had a deck, everything. We created a deck. We created all types of stuff because we were going to be Wale's brand managers. And, and, and to be honest, we were. And that was like a big opportunity for me at that point. Yep. Like, it was really cool. And so I was like, we had a deck and I was like, okay, we're going to present it on Saturday. Friday, I think you went too. We went to get Jamaican food. Oh, yeah. From that spot. I forgot. It's, it's, it's like... Damn, why can't I remember the name? They got some fire-ass wings there, man. Shout out to Alan. He put me on. We had some... Fr- Shout out to everybody there. Charday, Aaron, because um, she... When this was posted on, on Twitter, she was she hit me up like, yo, I remember that day. Yeah. She was she had her own <laughs> perspective on it. That shit was amazing. But, um, so we we had we had gone through. We ate. I ended up getting, like, some type of food poisoning. And I was like, Josh, I don't even know if I can fucking make it. But I was... Spicy-ass wings. But I was also... <laughs> But I was also in this. I never get food poisoning ever. I was supposed to be there at an agency event, but I was also supposed to be there. And I was going to go to the event and then go hit up Wale. And I was just like, I can't, I can't make it. I can't make it to the joint that day. I was in bed, but I was for sure going to make it to the fucking show Wale because that was just a, it was a big opportunity. Yeah. And I had learned so much at the agency, like just about how to pitch stuff. And I, and I had learned a lot just from, um, you know, the CEO there and, and you know the, the head there and I, and, I, and I was inspired I wanted to really make it happen because I wanted to bring him back to the agency and that was kind of like my biggest my biggest plan was like that's going to be my way to, to move up mm-hmm. and um, Josh hits me up and he's like yo you better just <laughs> try and like fucking limp so they can see that you hurt I was like Josh I could not drive to fucking Staples Man. how I was. I was but I was like you know what I'll meet you where Wale is he's like alright cool we meet him there, we do all that stuff, and it, it goes really well, right? Like we we had like yeah. we we were there for like five hours. Like it, it was a long, it was a no, really it was a cool good conversation, good pitch. Like you know, I think just the the what we came in with and just the ideas was just mm-hmm. something that was needed for him and his brand at the time. So yeah. and we just understood his brand enough to to understand where he would resonate and where he would make sense. And yeah. I don't know. Him and his whole team just appreciated it. That was when he was working with John Manili. So yeah. Manili was super impressed. I got and to meet John Manili. Like. Yeah. Shout out to John Manili. I saw him yeah. recently. But, um, yeah, the whole team was super impressed. And it was a good conversation that led to, you know, a great uh, and beautiful relationship. Yeah. And I learned a lot from that. Learned a lot from him, obviously. I mean, it's just a great friendship. And um, so the next day I went. I don't even know how, how much of the particulars I can get into about some of the reasons why they why, – But I did go to the event – and someone there was just like, "How you have food poisoning, but you're but you're still showing up or something like that." And I was just like, "Because it doesn't." I actually did legitimately feel better that day though. Like food poisoning <laughs> is not like. Hey, you know it's funny how that <laughs> shit works. Like you be sick, and then when you feel better, niggas be like, "Was you really sick?" Exactly. Like, like I was. I have no reason to lie about being sick. Like I went. I went to work every single day. Yeah. Like I, I did, and this was this was my supervisor. Like this was the person that I was a coordinator to. And I was like, no, I wouldn't lie. Like I always had your back. Like I've been. Going to fucking all types of shit, you yeah. know, went to E three and shit for you, all this shit. Like I, I did a bunch of stuff. So, um, I was like, all right, cool. Monday rolls around, Wale's still in town. It was such a great, you know, what I'm saying conversation. He was like, yo, let's go to let's go to Monday Night Raw. I want you to meet some people. So, I go to Raw. <clears throat> I met some. I met Neil, who does the music over there. Awesome dude. Met a couple of the wrestlers that he's cool with. We're there. I don't know what, how I got caught into this shit. Wale posts a video, but not just to his Instagram. He never does this. He posted the video up to his Twitter too. I had taken a sick day that day. He posted it to Twitter. 
I'm in the video. They're like, how are you sick? And then not sick and you sick again. <laughs> I, I honestly had took the day because so I could just I could just go. Cause I was like, yo, Josh, I'll I'll take the I'll take the hit here and go yeah. and go chill with him and Raw just so we can kind of build the relationship. Yep. Cause we we're not as close as we are. We weren't as close as we are to him now. See me, good employee. I was in on Monday. All right. See, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'll take the hit. I'll take the hit. Just, just cover for me while I'm there, because it was. It, we, I, I was thinking of it like we're gonna be a two-headed monster. Yeah, we'll do it here, and then when we, when we finally get the Wally shit covered, we'll pull it. Like we was really thinking like some from vertical. And it made sense. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't a crazy idea, but um, you know. I, in hindsight, I felt like I should have told somebody earlier. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah, I feel like they would have appreciated it. Uh, I don't maybe. know. I know maybe, maybe, maybe not, but. It was at, at that time. I was what? It was four or five years ago. It was whatever. So he puts me in the video. Next thing I know, Josh is texting me like, "Yo, somebody saw you, nigga." That shit. Everybody saw you. Millions <laughs> of people across the world. It's fucking raw, nigga. <laughs> Duh, I don't know. I forgot. It was like you know when raw comes on, it's still early. So like we were still in the office. It was three hours. It, it don't. Cut, it doesn't come on here in LA until eight o'clock. But it was already on. That's what it was. And at eight o'clock, it was five o'clock. Yeah. It was also the end of the day. But we were still in the office because you know we at the agency, we grinding. Nigga, we there late nights. So I remember just, <laughs> I remember his supervisor just coming out of her office like just pissed. I could see it in her face, and she had her phone. She looking at it, then she walks into uh, like the CCO's office, and she just showing him the phone. I could see like he had a a window to his office. <sighs> I just see her showing him the phone. Pissed. I off. got I got snitched on, man. I got snitched on. So. I, I come in on Tuesday, happy. I'm like nobody saw that shit. Be, I was like, it'll be fine. But you know, the energy's different. Oh yeah, <clears throat> the energy was different. There was people like they kept like the the executives kept moving between offices. Yeah, they was carrying the axe. They was dragging the axe <laughs> throughout the office. <laughs> <laughs> they was carrying it. They was carrying it back and forth. And so I'm like, I'm like Josh. I feel like I'm about to get fired today. <laughs> I looked Bro, over. <laughs> you was like, "No, you can't say that." You unless you was just saying that to make me feel better. You was just like, "Nah, no, you're not." Yeah, I was like, "Today of all days, <laughs> on a two But it was a Tuesday. It wasn't like a fucking yeah, they Friday. Usually, they usually fire niggas on Friday. Yeah, I was like, "Not today." It'll give you a weekend to calm down. <laughs> they can make you work before they before they fire you. Before they get like, so I'm like, "No, Josh, this happening today." But the the illest shit about it. I was closest to you and Sharday in the office. They had put meetings on your calendar at the time or made sure that y'all would be in meetings when they were going to do that. Yeah, I definitely. It's crazy because I, I think you hit me like after you was like leaving or something. Yeah. I'm like, damn, they did it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, yo. Because they, they, they were, they, because I feel like, I feel like somebody was like, well, he's close to these two. So don't do it in front of them because they, because y'all vouch for me and like, like y'all always vouch for me. And so they, I, I walk in there and I'm like, I see everybody in there. I'm like, oh man, bet, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I'm like, what are they about to say? I'm like, I'm, but, but honestly, I'm like, oh, this overall, like, this is this is a, I've worked at place. This is a slap on the wrist. This is a don't do this, don't and do this I shit again. I just feel like you know, what you were doing could could have been beneficial to the agency. So I think you know, my mind, I, in a strategic mind, I would have thought like, you know, it would have been a slap on the wrist, but I'd have been like, yo, like, how can we make this a situation that makes sense I, for all of us? And I learned from. And that's and and I'll, and I'll talk about that in a second. But I went in there, and they were just like, uh, "We gotta let you go because you uh, you took off and went to Raw," which I was just like, "Niggas take off to go to Disneyland, man. I know that bitches take off to get their hair braided. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, like I got railroaded. Like I got, but the second one was like, it, 
maybe I, I could tell Patreon the second part of it, but it was like the, the second part was like something that was just out of. Yeah, I mean, they just had the, the evidence ready. Your, your supervisor at the time, I think, just didn't jail with you. And that just was kind of like, that raw was her reason. She's like, okay, like, fine. It was the raw, and her said I was a racist. <laughs> we can get into that on We can Patreon. get into that on Patreon. And I can explain a little bit more about that. But it was like, I was like, I, I, when I heard that second, the first part was like, I could argue that. Yeah. Second part is like, I can't, how can I? How can I argue that? Yes, it was, that was a tough. So one. it was like you know, and, and shout out to to um, CO there. He he was so great, and like he was just he literally was like I, I he was like I came in here today was not expecting to do this, and he was like to be honest with you, I don't want to do this. He was like I I don't want to see you gone. So he he gave me his number. He was like anything you need, let me know. And he always does pick up. Still, yeah. you know what I'm saying when, when when he does like he. But the one thing that they said that was interesting that when I think about the story, um. He said that he doesn't seem like it seems like you're more into like video games than like oh we're doing now. So maybe you should go in and like work in a video at a video game company or some shit like that. And I'm like oh I work there now. So yeah no and, like while they said everything happens for a reason. Like that yeah. was definitely a setup to get you on the path that you're on now and like you know. But that but that's like the struggle of being a black man in the workplace because I couldn't wall out and uh, it was my first situation like that where it's like. I wanted to, nigga, I wanted to fucking scream. Like, I was That's, like, what the fuck? It's funny. I'm just like, y'all got to subscribe to our Patreon because now I'm just thinking about, we got to have a whole conversation or a whole episode about black men wilding out in the, in the workplace <laughs> and my kind of moments of wilding out because I did have one that was actually pretty funny, but I can only tell on Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because just, we, get, we just got to protect ourselves. But yeah. I, I I looked at it like there's there's like so many things that I that I could have said and argued but my, my question was like what did fighting for me look like and I feel like as a black man in the workplace what does fighting for us look like and what is advocating for people who I was like 27 28 at the you time know, you know I just thought saying? about the way you could have finessed that whole thing instead of taking a sick day should have took a mental health day did they have those back then I don't think they did but I, I, I found out about this new uh, this new loophole recently and I must say it's a good one to just throw out there mental health day but, but if like, I don't take one of these, I might come shoot this bitch up. Like, <laughs> mental health day, please. But, but it's, it's frustrating because I, I know there's a lot of people that listen to this that either want to be in corporate or on their way to being in corporate or, you know, they, they are there already and they don't know how to, how to deal with it. I've been fired a lot of times. Oh, man. Wrongfully. I'll tell all these stories. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been fired before. I'm going to think. <laughs> I think I ain't never fired me. But it stopped happening after 2020. It stopped being like some of the conversations that I used to have to have, I stopped having to have them. And I think that like that was a situation where it was like I look back at what happened with like George Floyd and all this stuff. And then like I know that like it was such a seismic shift in just how black men and black people in the workplace are, are per- perceived. That was a moment where it was where it felt like even in a place that had black people in it, it was still it, it felt really weird to me. It, it's, yeah, it's, nah. it was it was it was tough. Uh, 2020 definitely changed the tide for being black in the workplace. Mm-hmm. You're getting um, they're shooting your bell. You got a lot yeah. of leeway now, <laughs> yeah. and um, you know, I think, I think it's, it was definitely absolutely needed, but I still, th- I still think it needs to be addressed even more. I think, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's still sensitivity to to just certain nuances and and, yeah. and kind of just and positions. how to how to talk to me. Like, yeah. I don't even feel like when I think about it now, and, it, and it's triggering. Like when I got to where I'm at now, I got to have a really like candid conversation with people that I that are above me. And I was like, listen, like, I have really bad PTSD. And I didn't realize it. I have so PTSD. I went in like, yo, don't fire me for going to Raw again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please don't. It's like, don't. 
had to let him know beforehand. I might go to Raw on some Monday. <laughs> yeah, like do not fire me for this. Yeah, like I, I need to have like my time. You know what I'm saying? I need to have my because at the end of the day, it's like, what did I do wrong other than? What did I do wrong other than take a day off to go yeah. do something like and got caught up in the most crazy circumstances that today I can laugh about because literally legitimately the day after we got cleared to do the Wale stuff yeah. and then I was on the road with him. I went to Smackdown that next week. Like yeah. like things happen for a reason, but it was like it was still whenever I, I kind of stayed away from trying to find places. You know, I'm just thinking about that whole incident, too, because like the next week you were at Smackdown because I think the first Monday he posted just a photo of y'all at the event. Yeah. Then Thursday, you were on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like that literally, that next Tuesday, I was yeah, on Tuesday. TV. So yeah. it was like, it was like, damn, what am I going to do? Then he texted me, like, he, he shot me a script for what he was going to do the next week. He was like, and, and like, listen, man, I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that, that's some real shit. Like, I know, you know, people have their stories or their thoughts about who this guy is, but like that, like that really changed my life. Like, yeah. it, it was, it was, a, and I said that, I, I put it on Instagram, I was like, yo, this, this my life was never the same after I got fired from this job. After I got put on that shit, <laughs> like everything that I that I had imagined started to started to work. Yep. And you know, it, it was it was definitely like a, a a learning moment, a teachable moment as well. But it also showed me just how how it works to be in these types of big situations. Like it was it was definitely like it was crazy. It, it was it was definitely crazy. Yeah, no, it was just, it was interesting to see from the inside and like and just to be an observer of that. Yeah, and um, you know, it, it definitely taught me some lessons. I think, you know, mental health day instead of that, <laughs> instead of a sick day. No, nah, for real. When I walked out, nobody knew I had got let go. So when they 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 told me to get my shit and go. <laughs> so I waited for y'all to get out of your fucking meeting because I they they took my key card and everything. Oh shit! So I waited. So when I told you and Charday. Yo, I was like, what the fuck? Like, like Charday, I love her so much. We gotta have her on the show too. Oh, absolutely. So so like we we you know, Charday was like, yo, I, I she went off. Like, I guess she had went off after I, I had yeah, the I day remember, after. I remember speaking to the, the CCO and just kind of getting his perspective on it and, and just kind of having questions. But like I kinda, you know, like I said, from the inside looking in and just observing, I, I understood it to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, I, I understand how perception looks to people and like people might not understand it. So I understood the decision. I didn't agree with the decision, but um, it was just interesting just to watch unfold. Like yeah. I'm usually the nigga in those situations. <laughs> so to watch it, I was just like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. So uh, we're gonna talk more about just being in the workplace, especially me. I got so much fucking. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the, one of the the concepts of this podcast, the mm -hmm. Black Print. Like, I just want to kind of help people behind me navigate certain situations, yeah. certain kind of environments. So. Yeah, we'll definitely be diving into that. I think we're two uh, professionals in the space who can give good advice there. And we want to bring on other people <clears throat> who can give good advice there. Absolutely. No, and that is definitely a situation where it's like sometimes we get, and I think at that point I wanted to prove myself. Because when I was at the hundreds, I felt like I, I was kind of I, I was kind of held back mm. a bit. And I was like, I wanted I wanted to do so much. Like, I was like, I, I got Young Thug to wear clothes. I brought, I, I had an interview with Rollo on the hundreds blog, nigga. Wow, like, free Rollo. Like, that that was the craziest shit. And he was talking about how he was trying to shoot Rich Homie Quan and shit. I was like, that, oh, I, like, I had had, like, and I had to cut it out, but like, I had had, like, a bunch of really cool stuff. But I was like, I wanted to do more. And I was like, when I got here, I was like, this is my chance to be like, yo, I want to be able to touch on a lot of different stuff. Yep. And I looked at that situation like, I feel like I was, I was bringing the cart before the horse in a lot of situations, but it was still. Like I said, I was only like 27, 28. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like I was still learning and I exactly. felt like that was just such a 
that was such a rough lesson for me to learn at the time and, and that's what gave me that PTSD and that's what kind of fucked me up for a while so um definitely still bet on yourself and just know that if you if you do like slip or fall or whatever like there's always gonna be an opportunity like it, you know it, it happened for a reason you know what I'm saying like it, it definitely opened me up to certain to, to a lot of different shit so you guys can do that too not get fired, but definitely, <laughs> definitely do that. So we had some. We we asked a question last week. Josh, did you did you favorite any of those tweets or save any of any any of that stuff? I know that yeah, it, it was directly on on your shit. I don't yeah. know what your likes look like. I don't know yeah. what type of alt right shit you're liking on Twitter. Yeah, I be liking too much shit. I got a ton of likes in here. Hold on, I've been liking a bunch of shit. I had a big discussion yesterday about uh, Jeezy and um. Push a T and Coke rap. Can we talk about that really quick? And and, and the thing about the the Coke rap and and <clears throat> Push a T thing is that this conversation comes up anytime Push a T drops a new song. But here's what I here's what I'll say, and I and I, I don't know if you'll agree with me. I think this has less to do with the artist and more to do with the designation of what they talk about and do. Yeah, this is. I mean, Coke rap is like some shit that was invented by the New York Times to yeah. describe high trap art, high art trap art. I don't even know what to call it, but. I feel like, you know, coke rap is kind of, I hate to say corny. I don't want to call anything it's corny. White. It's white. I'm going to be clear. It's, it's white. Yeah, just like, and it's just like, you know, I don't coke rap. Like, <laughs> like just listen to yourselves. Like, coke rap. Calm down. Like. But, I mean, you know, Pusha T has made it a part of his brand. I think he is exceptionally well at it. But also, I just think, like, it's not. It's not just him. Yeah, it's He's, not just I, him. Like, people have made him a monolith for it. And I think as part of it, I found it. I found the tweet. I think as part of his brand, he he has the he has a feed into it, which is fair. He should, because people will buy into it it's the same way. Weezy said best rapper alive, ironically, right? The same same shit yep. he did. People believed it because he kept saying it, and that's what happened here. It's a self fulfilling prophecy. But I think that what happens is we have this conversation that is so anti other things that aren't because because here's the thing: coke rap don't have or coke rap or people talking about drugs or something that doesn't have to just be. Really good bars. Man, who's the king of fentanyl rap? <laughs> who's, the, who's the king of heroin rap? Dog food rap. I think, I'm going to say fentanyl is uh, ESCG. Yeah. Uh, dog food. Rollo. Could be Rollo. Or could, Young Scooter. Could be Scooter. Could be one of these Detroit niggas. It could be Babyface Ray. PZ. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, low key, it is Icewear Vezo. <laughs> so it's, it's just, it, but you get what I'm saying? Like, once you get into like Coke rap, weed rap, who's yeah. like, it's like, it's just corny. Like, it's, and you know, I think, I don't want to put that designation on it. It's rap. All rap is about, well, not all rap, but a lot of rap is about drug sales and illegal activities. So let's just lump it all together and like, let it be this one community of things. We don't have to, designated and be all in the weeds on it um yeah it's just interesting man coke rap is such a like it's just when you say coke rap to me i just see turn the other way new york times writer <laughs> yeah. and and it, it became co-opted because it's like i feel like a lot of people like coming from the south myself or, or virginia's in a weird place because we're in the middle so yeah. you always have somebody in virginia that's like my cousin's from new york yeah. Or I got I got I got homies in Kentucky, Atlanta, Florida. So we in the middle. So I was able to get the best of both worlds. I was able to we love Jay Z, but we also love juvenile. So it's like when I got out and it was like a bunch of people loving a bunch of hippity hoppity rap shit, I'm like, I didn't grow up around that shit. I grew up around everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we were able to touch and plus we're like a navy a navy city. So it's yeah, like so you got get, more people just exactly. coming in from different places. West, that makes sense. I, I knew a lot of California people, so like before I moved here. I was listening to YG already. Okay. I was already listening to YG. I already knew about yeah. mustard. I already, you know, I was already into a lot of that stuff. So yeah. like when I, when I see people do that, it's like, it's mostly from people and, and shout out to my New York people. 
I love y'all, but it's a lot of people from the tri-state that don't like to act like this stuff comes from other places, and yeah. that's where I think this designation gets gets muddled. Just, it's just funny to me, and I asked this question, and it kind of went viral on Twitter. It's like, I, not even asked this question, I just made this statement. It's like, I've never walked into the trap and heard the clips. Yeah. Like, and that's not me trying to down, like, I love the clips first album. I love this other albums, yeah. but I've never walked into the trap and heard their music. Yeah. Like, I've never, and, and that's just what it is, and like, and, and that's what coke rap that's the environment <laughs> that coke rap is played in so it's like air quotes so you guys can't see it video on the patreon if you subscribe coke but, rap. but yeah it's just like I, that's where coke rap is played and it ain't getting played there so yeah. it ain't he ain't the king of that so i mean song can be as good as you want it to be it's not song song is, is it's whatever the song to me became secondary to the argument i think that's what happens on twitter too many times yeah. is that we lose the plot of what the fuck we're actually talking about because then there would be people that just were trying to top you it was just like well Griselda and I'm just like well, yeah. well I'm like alright well God, Crooks or what's <laughs> cooks, his name Crooks or whatever I, I fuck with I, and I, that's the thing it's like it's so many rappers doing this coke shit right now that's like you know I, another statement I made on Twitter y'all should follow me there Justin Pease um, another thing I said was Snort Dog is the king of coke rap because I seen him snow the whole eight ball in the video Jesus Christ so shout out to Snort Dog <laughs> uh, the cousin of Mr. Fab from the Bay Area and that just strengthens the the the, the um you know, the confirmation that the Bay Area invented everything. Yeah, <laughs> of course. They absolutely believe that they invented every rap style, every rap trend. At least 70%. And they did. So yeah. shout out to Snort Dog. Um, a secondary shout out to Ezel, another Coke rap, <laughs> Coke rapper. I think these guys are real Coke rappers because they really do Coke. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, a lot of rappers do Coke. I mean, yeah, but a lot of rappers ain't talking about it. Right. Shout out to O3 Degree, though. Another who, one that was talking who about. Who else it. was talking about doing it? There's somebody right now talking. There's a lot of rappers talking about doing coke on the low now because it's like a little more invo. Yeah, like niggas is like, oh, I'm doing coke because I'm cool. <laughs> like, but um, but yeah, man, shout out to the original. Let, let's dead coke rap, man. Let's let's just let's just dead it all you, together. You sound like Calmatic. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to him. I heard he I heard he listened to the show. Yeah, shout out to my boy Chuck. He uh, hit me up about the NFT episode. And yeah, he had a, a, a really good statement about like how he's tired of just rappers glorifying drug sales yeah. which i agree with to a certain degree but then also like that's rap music that's what we let's need. get calmatic on the show so i can talk about these old overdose videos and how the fuck he did that shit oh yeah we absolutely <laughs> need to get him on the show so uh, hey if you're listening in virginia i was listening to overdose and watching the videos so let's talk about it so shout out calmatic so i got the questions here we got two questions that's fine yeah. we'll, we'll get more huey he's from virginia ironically who you have the clout. He wants to know, the, uh, with the buzz and craze around indie films in recent years, why is it and what does it mean for the film industry as a whole moving forward? And I think, honestly, that's a good question because I think it kind of like, it, it kind of supersedes uh, the actual argument of, of blockbuster films. I don't, his, the honest thing is that like, indie films aren't doing great, but they're doing great conversation-wise. And I think, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, with streaming platforms like Amazon and Netflix, yeah. like it's, you know, indie films are a little cooler and they're more yeah. accessible. Um, I just watched a film recently, uh, indie called Shiva Baby. Loved it. Um, it's about a Jewish girl and just like, a, I guess you can call it a coming of age story. Yeah. Very dry, Larry David type humor, but I really enjoyed it. And I think, you know, I would have never saw that film if it wasn't for HBO Max or wherever it was. But, but on the other end, I saw Jackass last weekend. And it was fantastic. That, was it? The budget was probably no more than $15 million. 
I gotta go check. Is that indie? Is that considered small? It's, I, don't know. I mean, Paramount's distributing it, but like the, it's like a micro budget film. Like what okay. we're seeing now is like even within COVID, is like this in the film business. That's micro. <laughs> What's going on here? That's a film. Like, because I mean, you think about Spider Man: No Way Home was two hundred million to make. Damn. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and I think they probably was just making that money back as recently as a couple weeks ago. Like. They probably made it all off of Anwar Carrots. His household owns 15 Spider-Man <laughs> costumes and countless other paraphernalia. <laughs> so it's like the only movies that do well now are horror and hero, hero movies. Like right now, what you're seeing, Batman, in, yeah. in a month. That's going to be the new biggest movie man, and nothing else. That's funny. That's a genre that I do not subscribe to. Yeah. I have not seen any Marvel films besides Black Panther. <laughs> That's great. Well, you gotta see Batman. That's gonna be good. That's DC, right? That's gonna yeah. It's gonna be yeah. that's gonna be fire. But it, but again, it's like between that, you don't really you don't really know. So I would say that indie films are big on streaming, mm-hmm. not too big in the box office. I saw Liquor's Pizza. Oh, I, I need of, to catch that. One of my favorite movies, Oscar nominated, huh. Best Picture. One oh, of my shit. favorite movies of last of, of last year, or and, and I caught it right yeah, at the it end. Already got nominated. That was like it, came it must out, have came right before the cutoff. It, what happened was it was limited release in like September or something oh. like that, just so they could make the cutoff. Okay. And then it came out Christmas Day, so Damn. I saw it maybe like the day after Christmas, and then it was like right before I had my I had to go to the hospital. And it's good. It's it's really okay. good. So it's like, but that's an indie film. That's like probably micro of, of micro budgets. Like, well, let me see, Licorice Pizza, Licorice Pizza budget is how much. But it's like you know like. I would say the craze is more from the fact that everyone's just kind of sitting in the house and watching these movies now and, and, mm-hmm. and not really going out. So, I mean, it we need, is. We need more black indie films. I think, you know, there might be a, a there might be a movement going on that I'm just not aware of. But yeah. I just like, you know, the black perspective on the mundane things. And we don't have that enough. Like Shiva Baby was kind of like a non-story. 40 million. For, for Liquor's Pizza. Yeah. That's a micro budget? What is that? I don't know. That, I mean, it's not as big as like a, See, I'm like a Spider-Man. I'm telling you, man. Ain't shit funny productions coming soon. <laughs> Got some films. But what, what would a black, what would like a black indie, because I feel like with black indie films, they always kind of, they circle the same drain. I feel like people want to make the That's same movies saying. over and like, over I, again. I need, some, <laughs> I need some new shit. And honestly, like there's some films like, you know, that everybody tries to tell the story of growing up in the hood. Yeah. I think there's a story that hasn't been told about growing up in the hood. There's a, there's a, there's a, um, a very much, I like to call it the Nas Project Window perspective yeah. where it's like, I'm seeing all this shit going on, yeah. but I'm not participating. Mm-hmm. And like that hasn't been told in a while. And like, Who's I think the, that's what's that movie that came out with Rocky, ASAP Rocky in a long time ago. I think they tried to do it. It was like, um, it wasn't fresh. It was like, I know what you're talking about because I didn't watch it. Took it took place in Inglewood. Oh, you're talking about um, Dope. Dope, yeah. Casey Veggies was in that film. He was. I actually, um, <laughs> I was on set for that for a couple of days, yeah. But it, it, it was, I felt like that was trying to. Yeah. But it, to me, to me. What the fuck was going on with their, their wardrobe? It, it came off corny. Yeah, it, it, was was like, it was a corny movie. It was like present day, but they were dressed in like the 80s. Like, yeah. it just didn't make the most sense. And that was shot in Inglewood. Like, shout out to Inglewood, California. Or it was based in Inglewood. Yeah. Um, Kiersey yeah. Clemens was in it. Tiger was in it too. I think yeah. like it, it was a bunch of it was a bunch of people in it, but it came off as like real corny to me. And I don't know. And, and I went to go see it. And I was just like, man, I, no, I really that's didn't like LA. that. I yeah. felt like it was like a movie that white people was telling us was the experience. You know what I'm saying? I need a movie where it's like unanimous that like I would say this experience, you would say this, yep. it's the experience. It's like there's not enough of that. Like we get it on TV. We had Insecure. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta's coming back. We got BMF. Raising we got Canaan. BMF. <laughs> we got we got P Valley. We got, we got a bunch of shit. So it's like we get it on TV, but with yeah. movies, I feel like they're they're still not bought into our story, and that's frustrating, honestly. Yeah. Where it's like I felt like if Black Panther would have been out, like Black Panther two would have been out by now. It definitely, we definitely would have been getting a micro budget. Like, where's the Black Licorice Pizza? What does that look like yeah, from the from like? the seventies? 
The ink, inkwell. That's what it would have been. I don't even know what that is. You never seen the inkwell? Nah, probably not. I feel like I'm old as shit. I'm not a that. film ass nigga though. Like I, I watch films, but I'm not like a film. Buff. 2022 should be your film ass nigga. Oh no, it period. should be. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely diving into the world deeper. Okay, Let's, personal and professional. We got to make that happen. <laughs> so, second question, next question, and we can we can wrap up this episode from Deanna Genty, good friend of ours. He's actually the A Show social coordinator. So oh, shit. shout out to him. I got a social coordinator. Yeah. Damn. We got it. We got it. <laughs> we got we got a crew. We actually, I actually want to get you on. One of our A show spaces, one of our Twitter spaces. One I'm day. Down, you can talk bro. wrestling. I'm down. I think I think you'd be good. Like talk old ECW and bring in some. Yeah. Bring in a bunch. I want to bring in different people to like the pro wrestling space, especially before you go to WrestleMania with me, because it's gonna be a diff. It's gonna be a different world That's out there. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. So I want I want to make that happen before him. But shout out to Dion. Uh, he wants to know some of the some of the challenges that we face career wise, and also some of our favorite live concert experiences. I think the the career stuff. I want to keep to like other episodes. We could talk about like just kind of like a small, like just a word or something like that. We, could, we don't got to talk about like a yeah, specific I mean, experience. Not even really a challenge. It's just, you know, uh, uh, I try to always stay unapologetically black mm-hmm. in everything I do yep. career wise in mm-hmm. the office uh, place or in the workspace or whatever you want to call it. And I don't, I don't think it's a challenge, but it's always, it's like a North Star that I always just try to like go towards and just stay in that like space. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess the challenge of it is that, you know, sometimes these corporate kind of environments can kind of sway you. But, um, you know, I got all my tattoos still. I wear my do-rag on Zoom sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I think you just got to stay true to yourself and who you are and, and, and implement that into your work. I think that doesn't happen enough. I think, you know, we get into these spaces and we, we definitely stay true to ourselves, but it's not showing in our work. And yeah. that's one thing that I always take heed of and try to make sure that, like, you know, when I do something, it, you ha- it has a Josh Pease touch, which is a black touch. Mm-hmm. It, it, it touches on the black experience. Yeah, I, I think that's super important, especially like where I'm at now, <clears throat> career wise, where where I work. It's like I want to make sure that like above all else, I'm telling that the black experience. I yeah. want to make sure it's authentic. I say that the first anywhere I'm at, I'm at I want, if it doesn't sound authentic, especially like I work in a social space most of the time, so I'm I'm strategizing. How these accounts are gonna sound when Y'all they talk about certain stuff? Yeah, like, like I'm like I'm not using it. Like that's just don't. It doesn't work. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it doesn't work. And like you sell McDonald's or whatever, wherever the fuck I saying hop. it. I hop saying yeah. it. It's like that doesn't fit your brand because it doesn't sound like you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's that's what's important to me. Just on a, a level of being a strategist, but also on a level of just being a black man where, where I'm where I'm at. I feel like it's just been so much where we haven't been able to to make that decision. But now, like you said, they're shooting us bail. Like they're, they, we're the first person they call, and I think that we're in a really interesting situation where we can, for sure, have that. You know, be a voice in the room. I remember sitting in boardrooms in Universal with a bunch of white people and just letting them say whatever the fuck. I ain't doing that shit no more. Uh, no, I'm not letting nobody say. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm not doing that shit no more. So. Um, we'll definitely get more into that. That's actually a good question, and, and I think that, that it's multi-layered. And from as long as I mean, you've been in boardrooms way before. You know what I'm saying? Like just doing deals of a different kind. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So you could talk about that. So we'll we'll talk about that more as the show goes on. But thank you, Dion. Actually, last thing he had to ask was um, favorite live concert experience. I, I, I've had like a few. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. They kind of all blend into each other now. I, I, I think I might have talked about this in like one of our past RNC episodes, but. Um, one of my favorite experiences was when Our Future did uh, South by Southwest the mm-hmm. first year, and we were just tagging along with them. They did like five shows in a day type shit, and I remember they did this shit called Don't Mess with Texas, big ass outdoor show. bunch of this was a bunch of bands, and yeah. they were like the only rap act. And this is like when the, the height of the Our Future buzz and craze. So this post Yonkers, uh, if not 
right before I don't know. Yeah, it might have okay. been post Yonkers. This was like when everybody was on their dick. Yeah, I'm, this is why the story is so crazy. <laughs> so um, we do the show. It's outdoor. Or they do the show. We on stage watching. We just chilling. Just being you know niggas. Yeah. So they moshing shit. This is when this is honestly, and this is the beginning of stage diving for rappers. Yeah. Like people don't understand this. They started that shit. Nobody was stage diving <laughs> as a rapper. I mean, maybe Wu Tang back in the day. And you know but, what's crazy? It's because these kids. That's their. It's a lot of people who didn't listen to rap before. Yeah. Their entryway was Our Future. Yeah. And they, and they introduced them to so much other and shit. And they were rock fans. So, like, Our Future played into that shit. And, like, this is when, this is the height of stage diving. This is the beginning. Yeah. So, they stage diving. And I remember, like, I, I think this might be my first time stage yeah. diving. I'm like, oh, I'm about to do this shit too. <laughs> I, gave, I took all the shit out of my pocket, gave it to Anwar. And, um, I'm like, fuck it. So it's me and Mike G. So we sitting we next to each other. We just ran out, stage dive. That shit, it was crazy. Exhilarating. I, I, like, I turned around in the air, lay flat. They caught me. I'm like, damn, this is really experience. So I'm like, they caught me and they like swam me towards the stage, yeah. like pushed me forward. Yeah. And like, I'm trying to get back to the stage. And I look up and I see like a black hand extended. And I look at the hand and I look up the arm. This motherfucking Diddy. <laughs> Puff Daddy himself. Pulling me back on stage. <laughs> shit was crazy, bro. I'm like, damn, did he? <laughs> Pulled me back on stage. Patted me on the back when I got on stage. <laughs> Nigga probably thought I was a rapper. <laughs> he probably thought I was He Tyler. thought she was part of the group. Yeah, yeah, he probably thought she was part of the group. Pulled me back on stage. I remember, I think Cassie was there with him. It was dope. Like, it was just a crazy experience. And South like, by used to be just yeah, that shit crazy. Yep. It, 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 now, I'm, in a way, I'm glad it went back to his roots. And in a way, I'm also like, because it, it, it helped create so many other waves. Yeah, nah, I, man, South by has always been a great experience. Yeah. Um, this year looked like it's about to be NFT by West. Heavy? Yeah. I mean, every little social it's art a tech, tech thing, though. event yeah. is about to be NFT heavy <laughs> yeah. moving forward. But um, but yeah, that South by Southwest experience was one of my favorite concert experiences. I've been to too many concerts in my life at this point. Yeah. And um, that one just stood out instantly. My, mine had to just be uh, the goddamn rodeo tour. Oh, yeah. Either that or fucking glow in the dark tour. Rodeo tour is probably just as an adult, probably like the peak of me. Yeah. <laughs> Rodeo was good. That Seeing was thug, yep. I love that that thug there. Metro, Metro, Boomin, Metro the DJ. Yep. I, I think that's just an era for me. That that's one of my favorite eras in music. It's like that. Like thug is my favorite artist. Metro is my favorite producer. Seeing them work together is like amazing to me. But then he did the language. Which like before I, this is and this was 2015. I moved here 2015. I was in 2014. I was listening to that shit every single day. When they did that shit, <laughs> I might have passed out, bro. That was one of the, the greatest live experiences. And then he had like he had redid the Drake cover with his face oh, on, the, on his HD screen. Yeah. And I was like, they just did so much stuff. They played so much music there that has never come out. Man, <laughs> that used to be. It's funny around that time there was so many like ugh leaks. Like I, yeah. one of my favorite songs was I remember Travis Scott played it for me. A friend of Scotty, it's, it's it's definitely on one of them joints. Yeah, it's that just, was my shit. Yeah. I mean, he was supposed to get on that actually. Yeah, that's why he had it. And then um, yeah, that shit was just like, oh, that was a record, man. It, it it just sucks that a lot of that never. It sucks that Metro Thug and Neighbor came out because Warrior had that shit yeah. on tilt. It was at the Observatory in OC. That shit, it was on tilt that night. The, the Observatory is one of my favorite venues mm -hmm. until it, 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 like, there was a point, I think, post-Future where it just got way, it was just way too much. But that was one of my favorite live performances. Thank you, Dion, for the questions. And we, we posed a question to all of y'all. Let us know what y'all want to, you know, ask some questions to us. Join the Patreon. Yep. It's going to be up on the 15th. $5, that's it. You get uh, those extra questions. You get those extra episodes as well. So 
Josh, any any final thoughts, brother? Hey, man, uh, send those questions in. Join the Patreon. Like I said earlier in the episode, first interactive podcast. <laughs> I just want to, you know, talk to the people, you know, really, uh, really spread some knowledge out here. I think, you know, what we're doing in this space is cool to black print. Like, I want to give you guys a blueprint to be successful in whatever you guys' passions is, you know? Yeah. I think uh, my guy Future said it best, um, the luxury of having passion. That's one of my favorite quotes from him. It's just a random <laughs> quote before a song about hoes. It's crazy, man. I love that guy. <laughs> new new song from him coming out too. Oh yeah, so can't Great wait to hear song that. Yeah, can't can't wait to hear can't wait to hear that. So uh, until next time, thank you guys for listening to the Black Print. Of course, you can follow me at OG Johnny Five, Josh at Josh and Peas on Twitter and Instagram. We'll be back next week for patrons on the fifteenth. We'll be back in another week after that for free as well. Uh, so until then, follow us, listen to the show, send us your questions. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you uh, in two weeks. Honey, she dance with me. She know I got check, keep harassing me. It's a mess on my neck, keep staring at me. Face with a hit photo, keep asking me. Just hopped out the stage, I was grabbing me. Man, the money kind of still ain't fast. Getting money right now, ain't no time to be. 48 hours, I ain't had no shit. Oh, you a fool? Thinking I kick my cuff for a bitch with all of my juice. Glock 19, I ain't playing with niggas. I up that bitch, put bro on the news.